Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Sip With Me. I'm your host, Ioana Kikados. And I'm your host, Aaron Carlson. We'll release an episode for you every Monday morning, which means you can listen to us during your commute, after work workout, or even enjoy a drink with us during your very own Monday night happy hour. And who doesn't like to have a little fun on a Monday night? Don't forget to subscribe, review, and share our show. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at sipwithme underscore for the latest episode updates, news, and all of your favorite cocktail creations. This week, we're featuring a guest that is sweeter than cotton candy, and to compliment our guest, we're pairing a unique and delicious cocktail to drink while listening to this week's interview, the Strawberry Cotton Candy Champagne Cocktail from Tasty.com. This is the perfect cocktail to enjoy when you have some friends over, as it makes four servings. To make this sweet cocktail, you'll need four whole strawberries, two ounces of the legendary Art of Sucre cotton candy in any flavor of your choice, we will be using our favorite flavor, the raspberry lemonade cotton candy. Two limes, one third cup of vodka, two thirds cup of rose wine, and two thirds cup of your favorite champagne. To make the drink, you'll make four to five cuts along the length of a strawberry starting from the pointed end until just before the stem end. Fan the slices apart with your fingers and set aside. Separate your delicious Art of Sucre cotton candy into two balls and cut a slit into the center and push the fan strawberry inside, sealing up the hole afterwards. Slice half of the lime into rounds, saving the other half for later. Make a single cut on each lime slice, starting from the center and cutting through the rind. In a large pitcher or jug, mix the vodka and rosé. Squeeze the juice from reserved lime half into the mixture, then add champagne. Place the strawberry stuffed cotton candy balls into two separate martini glasses. Place the lime slices on the side of the glass and pour the drink mixture around the sides of the cotton candy in a circular motion and watch it dissolve to reveal the strawberry inside. So grab your delicious strawberry Art of Sucre inspired cotton candy champagne cocktail and let's dive into this week's episode. Cheers everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Sip With Me Revisit season. Today we are walking down memory lane or should Iwana and I say cotton candy lane with one of the original business founders that we had on the show, Emily Harple. She is the founder of Art of Sucra and she joined us almost exactly two years ago in February 2021 to discuss her luxury cotton candy brand that was going viral all over the internet. She scaled the business during the pandemic and navigated choppy waters, coming out stronger than ever, and we have been enjoying the cotton candy over the last two years since she launched online. Today, the business continues to expand into new flavors and products, and Emily and Emma even started their own podcast, Let Them Eat, which dropped its first episode on February 1st, which funny enough, Emily, I don't know if you knew this, that's the exact two-year anniversary of your Sip With Me episode, so just manifesting podcast vibes there, and uh, (laughs) today she is here to spin a new bundle of sweet goodness for us and give us all the tea on what's happened since back then. Emily, welcome back to Sit with me. 
Oh my gosh, thank you guys for having me back. Can you believe it's been two That's crazy. Years? That's yeah. insane. No, and when I was scrolling through the episode feed to go back to your episode, I couldn't believe that like I had to go back that far. It doesn't and then feel like I that. listened to it and you sounded like great and you knew what was going on, but I <laughs> we feel like Iwana and I were we're just kind of a It was mess. like the beginning of the podcast. So we were really we were still we were very nervous. It so. was cringe. Yeah. Listen, I was great. a I was a hot mess too. I'm sure I maybe I hit it well probably not you're probably just being kind but you're probably all in the same place to be honest yes and I, I listened to the first episode of your podcast and I loved that you talked about that being vulnerable and like really learning on your journey a big lesson that you learned was that uh, quote like nobody has their shit together even if from the outside in it, it feels like everybody else is like thriving everybody is really um going through the same struggles so I really like that um Okay, so it's been two years. Kind of just take us back a little bit to February 2021. You were about to launch online. We were really excited because we were going to be able to actually buy and have it shipped to us, um, which we've done many times for many occasions. Um, But take us back then and then kind of what has happened over the two years since then. I still can't believe that we talked before I'd even launched the online store. And so like, I am a completely different human than I was two years ago. The business is in a completely different space than we were two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, from even just like a logistical standpoint of what our packaging looks like, how we operate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but I was literally operating out of a 200 square foot studio and it was a box. Like, yeah, I think you mentioned yeah. that it was really small at the time. Yeah so small, no windows, like so tiny. And I had this team of cotton candy spinners, like six of us were squeezing into this space. It was crazy. It was still COVID. Like it was just a wild ride. Now I'm literally sitting in our 3000 square foot production facility that I have, you know, a team of five of us that are full time now. And then about 20 other employees, like it is just crazy. Some of the partnerships that we've been able to pull off and Mm -hmm. how many shipments we've done in the past two years, it literally blows my mind to think about it. Can you talk a little bit about some of the partnerships that you've done? Because you've done some pretty epic collabs and like the calves, like you've done so much. Um, so just highlight some of your your faves. So before I did the packaging that we have now, I used to do events. And so it really kind of opened my eyes to the space of really needing unique products and activations and things like that in the event industry that aren't currently being done by anybody else. So I worked with like the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's where we're based pretty often. I've done things with like Elton John, Ariana Grande. But since then, we've been able to kind of take that concept and turn it into something that can ship, which is really great. So yeah. we are in every American girl cafe across the country and oh, doing I didn't really know well yeah. there which is so fun um this past holiday season we activated with Kate Spade and when I tell you that was like that was so cool. yeah the peak I can't I, <laughs> like, there's nothing else I can accomplish at this point like, that was really incredible but we also get to do things that are really cool with like we were all the in-house gift for Capital One, like weird things like that. Mm-hmm. The application has really just kind of blown me away, like the different categories that we can fit into. And it's cool to be able to give some validity to what we're doing when you say bigger names like that. It's not just like a little cotton candy brand anymore. Yeah. And in the last two years, this might be a weird question or you might have an answer, 
Um, how has like the market changed or evolved for luxury cotton candy? Like back then, uh, it was middle of COVID. A lot of people were still spending a lot of time at home, not going out and doing things. And now the world is much more back to kind of its 2019 vibes. Um, so what have you seen in the shift in terms of where you're seeing engagement online, on social, and then also who you're seeing buying your products and for what reasons? So there's definitely been a shift for sure, especially in the show, social space. TikTok is our number one platform. It still is. We've continued to grow on there. Obviously, the growth has slowed down for everybody. More people have you know, started on the platform and we're not just stuck at home constantly consuming content anymore. Yeah. Thank God, honestly, for, <laughs> for that. Um, however, and it's just like the algorithm has changed. I used to know within 10 minutes to an hour of posting if we were going to go viral. Now it can take like two weeks. All of a sudden we'll get like a random yes, order. And I'm so like, Ray, I don't know is. what the algorithms <laughs> are like on something these days. Yep. It's so it's hard. It's, it's being a TikTok based brand that's direct to consumer um, mainly is a weird thing because it's really hard. You can't predict it. Like yeah. we have 1.3 million followers and I'll post a video and it'll get a thousand views or I'll post a video and it gets 6 million views. Yes. Like it really, there's <laughs> like no know. in between. Like it's, it's very, it's weird. And so I have learned to let a lot of that go and just say like, it is what it is and just take the emotionality out of it because I was not in a good mental space with and I was posting and just relying so heavily on that, which is yeah. it's good to be in a healthier spot from a consumer kind of like trend as far as who's purchasing what. I feel like we're pretty unique in the sense that we are very much an events-based business, but also a gifting-based business. So even though things have kind of returned back to, like you said, those 2019 vibes, it's not really been a bad thing for us because people are out and experiencing more. So our plan has changed a little bit on we're no longer just direct to consumer. And now we're going out and we're pitching restaurants and bars and wholesale and things like that. So the business model has definitely shifted and our direct-to-consumer store still does exceedingly well, especially around holiday because it is such like a unique gift and for weddings. And we're adjusting our plan this year to kind of create more collections. We're calling them our evergreen collections, but that really circle more around life events as opposed to holiday. So if you're getting married, it's a glitter bomb set that says happily ever after on it. Uh, or, you know, uh, I do crew or whatever that looks like. Really so we we're really transitioning into kind of leaning into that, which I'm hoping, fingers crossed, does really well for us. I wish I was getting married again. I feel like I, I needed this. I mean, I, I we'll had for my bombs. wedding. Yeah. 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 That's true. I didn't even think of that, Erin. I can relive being married and getting married through you. <laughs> um, I had several glitter bombs. I've reached out to Emma several times over the last two years for yes. my bridal shower um, and my Halloween party and just like various things. And the product is amazing. Um, we continue to love the products. Um, and so obviously you kind of touched on how you've juggled a lot over the last two years. Things have kind of shifted throughout your business. Um, what are some things that you didn't see coming back then? Um, and how did that affect your mental health throughout all of it? Oh boy. All of it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I talked to you pre-launch. So a lot happened. I had no clue what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing on majority of days. I know a little bit more now than I did mm -hmm. then. 
Um, <laughs> but we had that first launch. And in the beginning, the business model was very much these big drops. So we have this insane mm. demand because of TikTok. It was really just me still spinning. I was like very slowly growing a team. So I was doing everything. I was spinning the cotton candy, developing the flavors for it, developing the packaging for it, trying to like build a website, running social media. Like I was working 20 hours a day and it was not good all while trying to maintain going viral on TikTok when people don't always have like the nicest things to say. And so that first launch sold out, I think in like 40 minutes and it was thousands of feet, like packages of cotton candy that sold out that quickly. Then I had to figure out like, I've never shipped anything in my life. So the learning curve of a D2C store is not for the faint of heart, trying to figure out shipping, all of that type of stuff. Um, And it's, we're still a bootstrapped company. I think a lot of brands, especially food-based brands, kind of in that consumer packaged good space, everybody takes on VC because it you have to in a lot of ways yeah. to scale. I kind of built my business backwards, which I had this insane demand before I had a product, which is why I haven't had to do that. And it's still something that I ask myself like every day, like, is there going to come a time when I have to take on investors to really kind of scale? Because we still do everything in-house. Like mm-hmm. it's it's handmade. I don't have a co-packer. I can't just call somebody up and say, hey, I need 10,000 units to be shipped to Kate Spade. Like we yeah. have to that happen. So, um, it was a good thing that I was a little naive going into this because if I knew what I know now, I'm not sure that I would have jumped into this. Um, I very much have learned to go with the flow. I would say my number one job is just being a problem solver. And, and that is kind of the position that I hold as the CEO right now, obviously like casting vision and driving the brand forward. But ultimately it's my job that when something pops up to come up with a solution for it, And building a team has been one of the hardest, most rewarding things that I've ever done. You reference Emma a lot. She was my first full-time employee. She's still my right hand. Um, And then we've been able to build like a really incredible team of people underneath us as well. Um, And I just, I feel like I have learned, I have so much knowledge now on things that I would have never thought, like how to you know, choose packaging that's going to sell while people buy with their eyes Mm -hmm. and then, you know, putting it on a dine line and sending it into production. Like there's so (laughs) many things that I would have never in a million years known how to do if I didn't have to do it in real time for the business. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Emma and another skill that you have learned is how to podcast. (laughs) Um, You have a podcast and the photo shoot that you did for it, your graphics are already so good. I listened to your episode. We called our very first episode, episode zero. So I listened to that this morning. And if you like Sip With Me, you will like this show because Emily and Emma, like same vibes as Iwana and I, like very funny and just kind of like fun, but also like serious moments, vulnerability, all that kind of stuff. Um, Just tell us about the podcast. What was the inspo behind it? What are you guys hoping to do with it? And uh, just kind of what direction are you going to take it? Yeah. So one of the things that I'm really passionate about, especially being like a human on the internet that has a platform is that I think a lot of things get misinterpreted. And I think people assume a lot of things off of a 60 second video. Mm -hmm. And so I have this kind of just, I don't know, I feel like responsibility to be really honest with people about what it's actually like, because they see when I just like 
fly off to New York to meet with like the food network for yes. an event. And they see all of that and they're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. But they don't necessarily see when I'm literally sitting on the floor of my office sobbing because, you know, we had a huge corporate client come to us and the packaging didn't arrive in time. And I had to figure out how to spend 12,000 glitter bombs in half the time that I needed to. So there's, there's just kind of weight that's been on me to do that. And the other side of that is Emma and I have a really special and unique relationship from the standpoint of we truly are the closest of friends, but we also have that boss employee dynamic. And so it's, I don't think a lot of people can achieve that well. And I don't yeah. know, it's just very natural for the two of us. And we have often said like, we have the craziest stories that people just don't get to hear. And it's also nice for us to have kind of a creative outlet that it's not just us analytically looking at the business and kind of going through the big decisions, but we scheduled a time an hour a week to sit down and be creative and have fun together. And it's just been so life-giving, I think, to her and I. So honestly, it was for selfish reasons more than, <laughs> more than anything. And if people listen to Same. it, wow, amazing. And and if not, that's okay too, because it's just been like a really great, almost kind of diary to like look back. Yes. And when, when yes. you're in the thick of it, like it's so easy to get caught up and forget all the things that you've accomplished or the things that have happened. So it's been really fun to just kind of start this as a fun side project. Yeah. I mean, that's so true. Like we started, we started it like two months into COVID and it really was a way for us to just stay like happy and stay friends. Um, And then what it turned into was almost a time capsule for us. Cause like I go back, I have to have to go back two years to get to your interview and like it, also takes you back to that time in your life when things were so different and kind of gives you a a brief narrative of what was going on. Um, My favorite thing from your first episode was, um, this is something Iwan and I do, and I'm so glad other people do it. We send each other voice memos all the time while we We are walking on the treadmill. Um, So it's like, one, we just sound like we're out it's of like breath heavy and breathing. can't understand yeah. it. And then you can hear the treadmill in the background. Uh-huh. And then like, sometimes we respond, sometimes we don't. And you guys talked about that you do that. Um, and I just, I resonated so hard with that. That is so funny. It's actually unhinged. Like we have no boundaries to the point where like, we're, it's not healthy. We know like it's, it's, we're well aware <laughs> of the fact that this is like very dysfunctional, but at this point we're just leaning into it. It's a constant communication, no matter if you're on the Peloton, like what you're doing, we're always talking. It's bad. I love it. That's, that's definitely our vibe. Yeah. No say, boundaries. At like one or two <laughs> o'clock, I know I'm waiting for a voice memo from Aaron on the treadmill. So yes, our routine. Um, <laughs> So obviously we have so much going on um, and now you just started the podcast. Um, Tell us a little bit more about your plans for 2023 and beyond. Uh, So that is something that also keeps me up at night because I think what's really cool about cotton candy is that there's so many different applications that the business can have. So obviously we've kind of mastered the packaging of it all. There's only scaling from here. So whatever that looks like, if, you know, maybe one day we're in Target or we scale in kind of those big box retailers, like that would obviously be a dream come true, but also our bread and butter was events. And so there's part of me that would just love to be able to bring that back. And what does that look like? Is it going to be a pop-up situation? Is it, you know, franchising where we have cotton candy carts and you can take them to weddings again, like I used to, or is it putting, you know, little artist sucras in 
stadiums across the country for concerts and sporting events and having that live spun, you know, back, or they even have like cotton candy vending machines. So like, there's so many different applications. And also just like, I could see us in a ton of different bars and restaurants and there's so many different ways that we can go. It's hard not to get distracted by all of that. So definitely have long-term plans for what that's going to look like, how we're going to roll that out. Where I feel like we're at right now is we're really refining the business. So we, we've learned so much in the past two years. We've made so many changes as far as like packaging, operations, how what people want to see, what people like, how how to kind of speak to our ideal customer. And so that's really what phase we're in. It's kind of fine tuning all of that, making lasting packaging changes. So we don't have to keep changing it because we've made, we've had to make so many in the past two years because you live and you learn type of thing. And then I feel like next year, 2024 is really going to just be like our massive growth year of like, okay, we've done all the right steps. We're in the perfect place. Now let's just run with it. Um, So yeah, that's kind of what we have in the plan so far. I could see that I, you're the brand, the product, the packaging. It's like so versatile. Like I could see it in Target. I could see it in like small boutique shops. I could see it in a sports stadium. I could see it at a concert. Um, so yeah. So what you've done and refined over the last couple of years is is pretty. And I like Ioana said, like we've shopped like ten times. Yeah. So and we'll it's one of the products we've <laughs> like, bought the most from the show. So I was gonna say, I, so I think of events around like litter cotton candy boxes because yeah. like everyone. I mean, and people get so excited. The reaction, like I had them at my bridal shower on everyone's plate, and they went so fast. Like everyone loves them. They bring so much joy to people and it's just so fun. So your custom order for your bridal shower was like one of our favorites. Emma and I still talk about it. We're like, Oh, the flavors she chose. They were just so they were perfect. <laughs> so like they, they tied into the theme perfectly. I couldn't be more happy. Yeah, they did. Sweet. All right. So we end every episode with a round of rapid fire. So we're going to revisit some, we have four questions, so you should be able to survive it, but are you ready? Yes, let's go. <laughs> All right. So in 2021, you said that your favorite flavor was champagne. Is that true today or have your preferences shifted? Oh, yeah, it's definitely still it's tied between that and cookie dough. Those are my top two favorites today. Okay. Okay. Love it. Dream podcast guest. Oh my gosh. That one really <laughs> hit me. <laughs> dream podcast guest oh my gosh this is gonna sound really cheesy so bear with me and it's not rapid fire I would love to be able to get people on the podcast that have ordered our products for like their wedding their like whatever it is custom orders and like hear from them the story how like the story how it went anything crazy happened behind it because we don't get to hear all that stuff like the communication ends once you receive yeah. the cotton candy so like I want tell me more give me the tea like what happened people love it did somebody eat it like when they weren't supposed to because it had glitter in it like what give me everything that's fun that. that's a really yeah. good idea hmm. you may have to do that i just pick up that right on the spot i, like <laughs> you should, I would i would yeah. that's content that i would binge for yeah. sure <laughs> um do you have a and we might have asked you this in 2021 do you have a dream collaboration that you would want to do with a celebrity brand event space I really want to do a collaboration with Barbie. I just feel like the Barbie pink glitter <gasps> bombs, like yeah. with the movie coming out, yeah, like that's perfect. It just oh my it matches perfectly. I also feel like Barbie has been very in, and like pink yeah. has been very in for yeah. some reason. Yep. So I feel like that would work. We love that's that. definitely that's like a twenty twenty four growth vibe for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Okay. And last one, one goal for 2023. Oh, my goal for 2023, who personally is learning to delegate a little bit more. I just mm -hmm. hired a part-time assistant. I'm hoping that she'll be able to move full-time and that's just going to be life-changing for me and to be able to get a little bit of my life back and balance growing a business, but also, you know, being like a normal human. <laughs> know friends and family time and things like that <laughs> yes, we feel that amazing well tell everyone once again where they can shop your products where they can follow you on social and how they can listen to your podcast yeah so everything is just art of sucra at art of sucra art of sucra.com you can find everything there the podcast is let them eat podcast on spotify apple it's also the handles on tiktok instagram and then i'm just emily harple everywhere Awesome. Uh, thank you so much thank for you. coming back. This was amazing. And that you are true inspo and goals. And we appreciate all your support and um, happy new year and best of luck. And we will check in again for the next revisit season that we do in a couple of years. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Sip With Me with Ioana and Aaron. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website, sipwithme.org. There you can find our themed cocktail book as well as other exciting Sip With Me content. And if you love our podcast, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and follow our podcasting adventures on Instagram at sipwithme underscore. 